millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Would you be the jerk for not letting your husband have any banana bread anymore? Sounds ridiculous, right? We'll get to that in a bit, but first... Am I the jerk for telling my wife the cat is still her responsibility even if she's pregnant? My wife, 28, and I, 36, are expecting our first baby. Three years ago, my wife decided she desperately wanted a cat. I hate cats and all animals in the house, really, so I was against it. She wouldn't stop talking about it, so we finally made a deal. She could get a cat, but it was her responsibility. I would have nothing to do with it. She agreed. She stuck to her word, and I stuck to mine. I mostly ignore the cat. Now she's pregnant and asked me if I can scoop the litter until she gives birth because of toxoplasmosis. But I looked it up and as long as she wears gloves and washes her hands, she should be good. So I told her absolutely not. She wasn't happy but I reminded her of our agreement when we got the cat. I told her it was her responsibility and if she didn't want to take care of it anymore with the new baby coming, we could get rid of it and find it a new home. She said no and has been scooping the litter. Her sister was over and saw her doing this and flipped out at me, telling me how dangerous it is. But of course, her sister's going to be on her side and overreact. I never wanted the cat, so I don't see how I'm wrong. As much as OP doesn't want the cat, I think they're still the jerk for saying no. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you love getting to decide whether or not people are some major jerks, why not hit that subscribe button down below? That said, our next story is, am I the jerk for not allowing my sister to make her kids food at my house during our Christmas party? I come from a broken home, so we have our Christmas with mom's side the first weekend of December. I, 44-year-old male, hosted. Usually, my sister and I switch off host duties. My sister has two daughters who are incredibly picky eaters at 18 and 15 years old. My sister would come to family parties with a box of pasta and a bag of frozen chicken tenders that she'll make for her daughters. I want to know if I'm a jerk for what I did here. I knew that was her drill with them, but I've always found it to be very annoying, especially when I'm trying to cook, and she's taking up space making the pasta and chicken tenders. This year, I told my wife we won't be letting my sister in the kitchen this year, and the girls will have a choice of eating what I prepared or not eating. My sister accused me of being a cynic and getting joy from watching the girls be uncomfortable. I told her they're old enough to eat like adults. Also, the food I make is pretty standard. I do a filet roast, barbecue ribs, cheesy potatoes, stuffed artichoke, breaded cauliflower, ratatouille, and a salad. Certainly, some of these must be foods that an 18 and 15 year old should be able to eat. Well, the girls sat and ate bread and butter while telling me that my food looked gross. I looked to my sister to calm them down, but they told me I deserved this and it's not their fault for being picky eaters. I know I could have just let my sister do her thing, but it was the principle of the situation. I'm not sure if I was being a petty jerk or if I had a legitimate reason to be upset. They're old enough, so I think, although being picky, you wouldn't have to give up that kitchen space for them. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my parents I won't attend their Christmas celebration until they send my husband a separate invitation? 
I'll preface this by saying that my husband Luke, male 32, does not get along with my parents. You can't tell who's right or who's wrong, there's always this ongoing tension between them, but they can be civil enough to sit together at one table. I recently got an invitation for Christmas celebrations for my parents, the invitation including me and Luke, but Luke thought that this was somewhat rude and disrespectful because he believes he should get his own invitation and not have his name mentioned as an extension to mine. We talked and he said he wouldn't go unless they sent him a proper invitation. I called my mom and asked if she could do it. She thought it was ridiculous and said that she and dad did the same with my sister and her husband. I told her it was fine, but Luke can be sensitive like that, so a simple invitation in a form of a text directly to him will fix it. She got defensive and said that Luke is being ridiculous. Dad claimed that Luke is trying to pull some power move to humiliate them, but I thought this was a small issue. They still thought it was ridiculous, so I told them I won't attend if they don't send him a separate invitation because he won't attend if he doesn't get it. This blew up and my sister started arguing saying that Luke needs to get over himself and shamed me for trying to force our parents to send him an invitation by saying I won't come if they don't. We haven't talked after that and we're waiting as of now. I think OP's being a big enabler here. I don't get why a joint invitation wouldn't be good enough. Our next story is, am I the jerk for making my daughter return a Halloween costume? This happened in October, and my daughter's still acting cold and hardly speaking to me. My daughter, female 16, works an after-school job five days a week. Her high school had a costume contest for Halloween. My daughter and her friends planned a group costume to enter. She went with her friends after school to buy costumes. I picked her and her friends up from the store and they showed me their costumes. My daughter spent $80 on hers. I was pissed. That's a lot of money to spend on something you're going to wear for a few hours. Very irresponsible use of money. I told her as much in the car. Told her it was ridiculous. I dropped her friends off and took her back to the store to return the costume and accessories. Her friends found someone else to take her place in the group and they won the contest and a $100 Visa gift card to split. My daughter came home from school on Halloween, upset, she claimed she had to sit and watch while her friends had fun, and she missed out on everything. I pointed out to her after splitting the gift card, it would be way less than she spent on the costume, and it was only a few hours, but she didn't want to listen to reason. Now, a month later, she's still moody and mostly ignoring me. My ex-husband told me I made her miss out, and she works so much she missed out on a lot of stuff with her friends. And I could have let her have this, but at the end of the day, I saved her $80. I'm just trying to teach my daughter how to be responsible with money. She could have gotten a cheap costume, especially since she would have only have worn it for a few hours. I think you just have to understand the $80 wasn't for the costume, it was for the experience. Whether they won or not. Our next story is, am I the jerk for forbidding my girlfriend to use my kitchen equipment? The problem started when my girlfriend moved in about two years ago. I'm a former professional chef with a great passion for food. Over the years, I've gotten myself a lot of kitchen equipment that's quite expensive. If it breaks, I won't be able to replace it for at least a couple of months. That I take care of as if it's my little babies. I have knives, pots, and pans that I've kept in pristine condition, despite using some of them a lot for 10 years or more. I also have a bunch of cheap, low-quality equipment in my kitchen that I call my crap pans. When she moved in, she asked me about them and why I didn't throw them out. 
and I jokingly told her that I keep them in case I have people that I don't trust in my kitchen. Sometime after she moved in with me, I started noticing scratches in non-stick pans, dents on knife edges and deformations in pots. I started observing my girlfriend when she was cooking and saw her cutting stuff with one of my Japanese chef knives directly on top of the stainless steel counter and told her right away to use a cutting board. I've seen that when she's done with a pan, she puts it under running water to cool it down. She uses dishwashing soap in my cast iron pans and the list goes on. I've told her multiple times how to take care of the equipment and what to do and what not to do and pretty much every time I correct her she gets annoyed. So last week I came home and to my horror I saw my 5 liter cast iron pot filled up with water that had dishwasher soap in it. It's one of my favorite pots that I've seasoned over the course of 15 years. I snapped and told my girlfriend that she's not allowed to use my expensive equipment anymore and showed her the crap pans and told her that those are the ones she's gonna have to use in the future. She thought I overreacted but I refused to budge. I'm getting tired of resharpening knives every other day and having to throw out pans that I've inherited from generations back because they got deformed or rusted beyond restoration. She reminded me of how I said the crap pans was for people I don't trust and questioned whether I trust her or not, which I do, just not with my kitchen equipment. So please enlighten me, am I the jerk for banning my girlfriend from using my kitchen equipment? It's OP stuff and they're very particular about it. The stuff wasn't respected and I respect that OP wants more care taken for that stuff. This next story is, am I the jerk for telling my friend that the food-based gift card she bought for my birthday is wasteful and obnoxious? I, 23-year-old male, just had my birthday two days ago. I don't care much for birthdays, but my friends and family still celebrate it. One of my close friends couldn't attend due to exams, but she sent me a link for a food subscription box-based gift card that was like 100 bucks. And although it was supposed to be a nice gesture, I just felt that it was wasteful. Maybe it was the way I was raised, but I just couldn't fathom spending $100 on just food itself. I complained, or rather vented about it, to our mutual friend during the birthday event, and he snitched on me. The friend who sent the gift card was really disappointed and texted me that she was sorry that I didn't enjoy it, but her reasoning was that because I liked food in general, I could perhaps use it to treat myself. I told her while I appreciated it, it just seems excessive and too much just on something frivolous like food. She also knows that I'm financially conscious and thrifty, so I don't know why she still did this. This just escalated the situation, and now she hasn't replied back. My mutual friend conveyed to me that I was being a bit rude and I should apologize, but I don't exactly know if I'm in the wrong for feeling this way. I think OP's a jerk because the person was just trying to be thoughtful and OP just goes full, I don't understand why you'd give me this, this is stupid. That's how you end up not getting a gift at all next year. Our next story is, am I the jerk for exploding 10 years of repressed rage at my mother-in-law? Hey, so I, 27-year-old female, and my husband, 29-year-old male, have been together for 10 years. I was 16 when I met my husband, and being that I had no family of my own, I was excited to meet my then boyfriend, now my husband's side of the family. The first meeting went great. Nick told them I was Greek, as he was Greek and my mom's side is, and they reacted by trying to ask me things in Greek. It was overwhelming at first. I respectfully let them know that I'm not familiar with my mom's side, but I am always willing to learn. Although disappointed, they all understood. 
To impress them, however, I just learned the language enough to have small conversations, learned how to cook the food they showed me, and just celebrated them like they were my own blood family. Until the question got raised one day, where my parents were and who raised me. Not going into it, but they were not happy at all with the small information I gave them. After that, I was treated terribly. Any attempts at Greek, they laughed at. But if I stopped learning, then they could talk about me in front of my face, which they frequently did, expecting me not to understand until I did understand. They called me disgusting nicknames and even blamed me for things that I didn't even do. I was the punching bag, and although at first Nick didn't do anything to help, he soon started stepping up for me. This was all instigated by Thea, who was the most narcissistic person you could meet. Very like, Instagram fake and two-faced. Another couple years go by with this bullying, and his mom realized that either she joined them in bullying me, or she would lose her son. She really buckled down when I had my first son, Atticus, and though she didn't stick up for me, she also didn't join in with them anymore. So one day, Nick's cousin brings home a girl, lovely girl. Now, this cousin is Queen Bee Thea's kid, and she was showered in attention and love. She isn't Greek, but they didn't mind. Months go by, and they try teaching her some Greek, and it was all going well. Until she also shared that she went through the same state system as me. I was so worried for her, but they all just smiled and laughed and said that, well, your family now, something in me snapped. I had to excuse myself with a smile on my face and sat out the front until my husband caught on and we left. We live in the same street as my mother-in-law, so she followed us home soon after and went to have a little go at me for leaving without giving Yeaya a kiss goodbye. I'm a very calm and patient person normally, and I went off. I brutally unleashed on her 10 years of rage and didn't hold back. My husband told his mom to go home and then told me I'm a jerk for blowing up at her because I'm jealous of Jacob's girlfriend. I do feel bad, but I put up with so much. I'm not sure anymore. Am I the jerk for yelling 10 years worth of repressed rage at my mother-in-law? I don't think OP's the jerk. I just don't understand why they continue to associate with these people. This next story is, am I the jerk for calling my brother fragile, a chauvinist, and insecure? About two years ago, my Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. 
I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that after finishing a small questionnaire will match you with a licensed therapist where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Brother Thomas and his then-girlfriend moved into our neighborhood. Thomas started attending the same gym my wife Leah goes to. Leah is incredibly fit, and Thomas asked her if she could train him. She agreed. Thomas trains with Leah three times a week. Over the two years, you can definitely tell that he's added a lot of muscle and lost a lot of weight. He looks great, and I can tell that he's happy. As Thomas improved his fitness, he's gotten a lot cockier. I mean, a lot cockier. He broke up with his girlfriend because he claimed that he was too good for her now. Every time I see him, he's talking about how women are throwing themselves at him or how his ideal woman can't weigh over 130 pounds. It's annoying and it makes everyone, especially Leah, uncomfortable. Leah doesn't train him anymore, but they still attend the same gym at usually the same time. Leah is six months pregnant. She still works out five days a week, lifts weights, though much lighter, and keeps to her normal regime as much as possible. Because she's pregnant, she can't complete all the exercises, but she's still incredibly fit. Thomas thinks that she's getting lazy. Every time I see him, he makes a snide comment about Leah putting on weight or how she's acting like a bum. To me, these comments don't make much sense. Leah is still incredibly fit and active, even pregnant. On some days, he can barely keep up with her. Nevertheless, his comments are disgusting. Leah calls him out, and I call him out, but he rarely listens. I don't speak to him much, but Leah does have to see him in the gym. Thomas and my mom came over to our house completely unannounced. When they came over, Leah was eating a big bowl of carbonara that I'd made, and when she offered them some, Thomas immediately started ranting. Rather than saying no or I'm okay, thank you, he started yelling about how Leah is getting fat and how she was losing all her appeal, and if she, Leah, was his wife, he'd never let her act like this. It was shocking and Leah was speechless. I told him to get his fragile, chauvinist, insecure butt out of my house and never to return. He left with my mom. My mom's telling me to apologize. Leah thinks I shouldn't have called him names and should have handled it with a lot more tact. I think OP was plenty tactful. I would do the same if you came inside my house and started insulting my wife. That guy is beyond full of himself. Our next story is, am I the jerk? I told my mom maybe I'd have a boyfriend if she didn't lose money in an accident. Four years ago, my mom and brother got into a car accident. My brother was 15 at the time and learning to drive. He crashed into a sports car out of panic because mom was screaming at him for messing up on parking. Insurance wouldn't pay and my parents had to pay out the sports car owner. This really financially hurt us. Some of the money had to come out of my own college fund as my parents' names were also on it. As a result, I missed out on an internship and an opportunity to study abroad because I couldn't afford it. Thanks, mom. 
Recently, I was on leave for Thanksgiving. I'm 23 and single. Most girls in my town around my age are already married or have great jobs or are in med school or law school. I'm enlisted in the Navy, not out of patriotism, but because the benefits are good. Mom was complaining about how I'm still not married or in grad school. I snapped and told her, if you didn't bankrupt us after the accident you caused, maybe I'd find a husband at original college. Maybe I wouldn't need to enlist. My dad and most of the family are pissed at me for making her cry and ruining Thanksgiving. I may have gone overboard, but I think it was in the right. We're stuck in this quagmire because of an accident she caused. Am I the jerk? It was an accident, and I'm willing to bet if there was any way they could take that back, they would. I say OP needs to let that go. This next story is, am I the jerk for not attending my brother-in-law's funeral because my sister didn't invite our parents? I'm 22 and Kat is 25. My sister Kat married her husband Mark when she was 21. My interactions with Mark were always kind, respectful, and it's obvious that they loved each other. He was a bit of a negative influence on her though, and because of this, Kat, Mark, and our parents didn't get along that well. I'll be the first one to say that my parents were pretty strict growing up, but it was never anything that serious and they always looked out for our best interests. Kat also used this opportunity to go low contact with our parents, but me and her kept in touch. Mark passed away recently and the funeral is next week. It's a private funeral so only the people invited can come. Kat invited me and I said I'll be there. I was talking to mom and she mentioned Kat hadn't invited them to Mark's funeral and they're hurt but they're also worried about her. I was surprised and I called Kat later. She said she didn't want mom and dad there and I replied that they just want to look out for her. Kat got pretty mad at me so I replied that I understand she's in a lot of grief right now but if she's going to try to break our family apart I unfortunately won't be attending. Kat said I was picking sides and she doesn't want me there anyway if I'm going to be like that. She didn't reply to my texts afterwards. I'm just sort of caught in the middle but Kat's angry with me. Am I the jerk? Would you guys agree when I say it's just not OP's place to decide who can and can't go to that funeral? This next story is, am I the jerk for insisting that my sister and husband sign a lease agreement if they want to live with me? My sister and her husband live in Florida. Due to a recent natural disaster there, they're currently homeless. They've sort of worn out their welcome where they were staying. They've asked if they can move in with me until their home is rebuilt. I don't really have a problem with this. I have a guest suite over my garage. They're welcome to stay there. Here is the issue though. Their insurance is rebuilding their home and providing them with funding for temporary housing, but they want to keep all the money from the insurance. I want to help them, but I don't think that's fair. They don't want to pay anything, not even utilities. They think that since I'm family, I should not just help house them, but also pay for their electricity, water, heating, and internet. I told them no, and that if they wanted the suite, they could rent it for cost, and that I would expect all of the money from the insurance company to go into an account that would cover any damage they did while living with me. I think that's fair, but my parents and her in-laws are bugging me to let them move in without anything to cover my butt. Basically, everyone thinks that I'm being a greedy jerk for trying to not get screwed. Am I the jerk? It's definitely mooching if they got money coming in that's meant for temporary housing. Our next story is, am I the jerk for going on a trip with my family that my wife isn't going on? Recently, my parents surprised me, 26-year-old male, 
and my siblings, 16 and 19, with a ski trip this December, the day after Christmas. My parents offered to pay for my expenses and said that my wife, 24, was welcome to come, but she would need to pay her way. My wife and I are okay financially, but with the trip being so close to Christmas, we wouldn't be able to afford to pay for her to go. Despite this, I really wanted to go on the trip, as it was always a dream of mine to go on a trip like this. My family grew up dirt poor until I was about 15, when my parents' business took off, and now they're extremely comfortable and can afford to pay for trips like this for us. They could certainly afford to pay for my wife to also go, but they've always been this way when it comes to paying things for me versus my wife. My parents think that it's only fair to pay for me when we go out to eat or go on trips because they're still paying for my siblings. I don't ask them to, but it is nice to save money so on every trip they'll pay my way. Room and board, excursions and meals, while my wife was expected to pay her way. This started before we were married. This has always bothered my wife, especially after we got married and they still excluded her. So in these past two years since we got married, I try to limit the trips since they bother her so much. But this is a once in a lifetime trip for me, so I thought that she would be supportive of me going, but she's very upset and hurt. She wants to go on the trip, but like I said, we just can't afford it, which she understands. She told me she does want me to have this experience, but she's sad because she thinks my parents purposely exclude her. Am I the jerk for going on the trip and leaving her behind? I still have time to cancel on my parents, but I know they would be sad. This is really more of a question of what side do you want to make more sad? The parents that exclude your wife or the wife that's being excluded? Either way you pick, somebody's going to be sad. Our next story is, am I the jerk for not letting my husband have any of my banana bread anymore? Whenever I, 29-year-old female, have bananas that are close to going bad, I like to make them into banana bread. I make really, really good banana bread. However, my husband, 31-year-old male, has this complex about eating baked goods with edges. He always has to eat the middle brownie or slice of cake, etc. So when the banana bread is cool enough to cut into, my husband goes in and cuts out the middle one to two inches to eat. He won't touch any other part of the bread. I don't mind eating the ends, but I never get to eat the middle, which is, in my opinion, the tastiest part. And worse, it causes the rest of the bread to dry out within a day which I have to eat alone because my husband won't touch the remains of his pillage. Keep in mind, I'm the one doing all the work to make this bread, as well as all the cleanup. I've asked my husband not to do this, but he doesn't seem to care. So I just made a banana bread, and when he asked me if it was done, I informed him he isn't allowed to have any if he can't start cutting from the end like a civilized person. I've been living with his banana bread shenanigans for years, and I've had enough. My husband says I'm being ridiculous. Am I the jerk? Even if they have a favorite cut, they as your husband should share, especially considering you made it. That said, our final story of the day is, am I the jerk for refusing to give my cousin-in-law my Taylor Swift ticket? I, 17-year-old female, recently got Taylor Swift tickets for her Eras tour. Now, as you probably know, it was very difficult to get these tickets, and I actually waited 5 plus hours in the Ticketmaster queue to get them. I've loved Taylor Swift since I was 2 years old. My cousin John, 29-year-old male, recently got married to his wife Jane, 27-year-old female, and I attended the wedding with my parents. 
At the wedding, another cousin of mine asked me whether or not I got the tickets, and I excitedly said yes. John overheard and pulled me aside and asked me if there was any chance I'd be willing to give my ticket to his wife, as she also tried to get tickets but didn't manage to get any. I said I waited a long time to get my ticket and that I didn't want to give it up because, as he knows, I love Taylor Swift and I'm really excited about going to the concert with my friends. He seemed disappointed but ultimately walked away. I went back to my table and thought nothing of it. Then John and Jane had their first dance, which was to Taylor Swift's lover. At the end of the dance, he got the microphone and told everyone at the wedding that I had so kindly decided to give Jane my Taylor Swift ticket as a wedding gift. Jane started crying and said I was the best cousin ever and that I made her wedding day 10 times better. I stood there in shock and I asked if I could speak to her in private, but she brushed me off. I tried to talk to John too, but he ignored me. My whole family came up to me and was saying how mature I was for giving my ticket to Jane and how it was the perfect way to welcome her to the family. I told them I never said I would give her my ticket and I was planning on keeping it and going with my friends like I'd originally planned. Word got back to John and Jane actually started sobbing and saying that I was selfish for not giving her my ticket and that since I didn't get her a wedding gift, the least I could do is give her my ticket. I stood my ground and said that I didn't know her anything. John then said I've already seen one of Taylor's concerts before and that Jane hasn't, so it's only fair that I give her my ticket. I said that I understand that it was really frustrating to wait in that queue only to not get tickets, but it wasn't my job to make sure that Jane did and that if they were patient, the scalper prices might go down by the show and she might be able to snag tickets then. John screamed at me to leave and said that I ruined his wedding. Some of my family has been messaging me, saying I'm a selfish witch for ruining Jane's wedding, and I should have waited until after the wedding to tell her that I wasn't giving her my ticket. Others, including my parents, agree that I had no obligation to give up my ticket. I hate conflict though, and a part of me wonders whether I should have just let her have the ticket. So am I the jerk? Not only do they not deserve the ticket, I'm glad OP didn't wait until after, because I think that would only further cement in everybody's minds there that OP did intend to give that ticket up. Shut that down immediately. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another absolutely crazy Am I the Jerk here story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. 
code PROGRAM.